Welcome to TA1, everything you want to know about adventure racing and then some. I'm your host, the legendary Randy Erickson. Um, sitting here, I think Chili Dog's here helping me. The Jimmy and Stevie, who knows what they're doing, probably chewing up the house. Um, this week's guest is Yari Kirkland. Um, <clears throat> this is an interesting episode because Yari and I have been kind of having this conversation for about six weeks um, starting before the world championships leading up to the world championships um, a couple of times during the race a little bit after and then finally the podcast um, <clears throat> we were, was going to be working on a film project which she was going to be be part of um, a thing about women in adventure racing which will happen but we uh, spent a lot of time trying to to find time to talk before the race <laughs> and guess what it didn't happen imagine that everybody was busy so anyway so we kind of uh already had this started and we just finished but um, i think you'll find it really interesting uh, yari is quite a ambassador for the sport um, and a little bit outspoken which is really cool <clears throat> excuse me so little bit of business um, since it's coming up on Christmas time. A lot of you know Travis Macy, uh, adventure racer, runner, cyclist, uh, lead man, winner, and he's written a book called The Ultra Mindset, which I just finished reading like five minutes ago. <laughs> uh, reading it in manuscript form on the computers, guess what? It's not the best way to read, but uh, really interesting book. Um, Travis tells a lot of stories of his career and the mindset and how it helped him. And then he's got some, let's say, work you could do, worksheets you can fill out, different things um, to improve your mindset for racing and, and get in the correct mental area for racing, let's see. Uh, the book is really, even if you don't want to uh, improve yourself and you just want to want to read it for fun, it's uh, very well written. He covers like eight different races in his uh, career. So fun read. Right now you can go to Amazon and pre-order it. It'll be out in May, but uh, for the athlete, ultra runner, adventure racer, or somebody that's just looking for something cool to read, um, order it for Christmas and put a card under the tree, and then they'll have two Christmases because then they get it in May. And uh, come on, let's uh, support uh, the people in our world that are are uh, working on something like this. So. I will put a link in the show notes to where you can pre-order. So thanks, everybody. Apparently, like, the pre-order is kind of an important deal, so yeah, go for it. 
Um, other than that, uh, just kind of the same old stuff. Um, me and the chili dog have been out a little bit of time. We're hoping to maybe get a little fitness built up and uh, have a good time next year. So until next week or whenever we talk, all I got to say is go fast, take chances, and enjoy this episode with Yari Kirkland. Thanks for listening. Yari, are you there? Yeah. Ah, oh, video even. I I run high tech, you know. Oh well, let's see. I don't know if you, I don't know if you want to see me. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Trust okay. me. There. Hi. See how professional I look? I love it. I don't I don't have any beat, Beats headphones though, so I'm not real hip. <laughs> oh, so. me neither. So we're good there. We're good. So um, you're home, obviously. Yep, I got home on. Tuesday night, kind of late. So you had a good trip, long trip. I had a really long trip because I went a couple weeks early because I did that mountain bike race in. Um, it's the a two day mountain. It's like the biggest mountain bike race in Ecuador. Yeah. Two days around um, Cotopaxi, the mm-hmm. Vuelta de Cotopaxi. Yeah. So, and I think yep. you, you did pretty good there, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Martin and I won. It's a team <laughs> race. Martin and I won. Yeah. So that's pretty good in my book. Mm. So. Um, it's funny cause I, th- I feel like we've been having this conversation on and off for like the last six weeks. <laughs> I know it's true. And it's so funny cause you would tell me I'm not going to get there till like Thursday before the race. And then you wrote again, you're like, Oh, let's get together. And I'm like, sweet tomorrow. And you're like, I don't get there till Thursday. <laughs> yeah, I'm still in South Dakota. It It, it is yeah. a little weird with, um, I mean, you really, you don't know where people are. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And even, even online, like. Quite honestly, I mean, this sounds really good, you know, our connection, but my best ones are usually New Zealand. So it's like... That's actually kind of crazy. Yeah, it's like we're in the next room. Um, so, huh. And the worst one ever was with Mike Closure when he was in the airport. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sure. So, um, wow, so we have a lot to talk about. How cool was it meeting the president of Ecuador? Like... I mean, it was really cool because, I mean, I mean, the president of any country, yeah. especially the one that you're in at the yeah. time of like, like just to be honored there because mm-hmm. there was only seven other people there besides that. So 11 total got to meet the president that day or whatever, you know. Yeah. And um, he like when he like greeted us, like he came in and shook my hand and you know how they kiss on the cheek there, mm-hmm. kissed me on the cheek and was like, asked me where I was from. And I was like. Uh, Usados Unidos, you know, and he was like, "Oh, cool!" Like he said a couple words to me, and then talked to the guys a little bit more in Spanish. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I I can't imagine. I mean, I saw the president once driving by in a car and thought, "How cool is that?" <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And they took a like an official picture of us, mm-hmm. like this, like in a photographer there, and but be, and then we got a tour of some of the like the White House or whatever, you know, the house there. And um, by the time we left, they'd given me like a official picture in a like a pant like a i don't know what you know it opened up oh, yeah. and there's a picture and it was like the official presidential symbol and all that so that's that's really pretty cool yeah so how how did you end up on movie star team ecuador okay so i met those guys seven years ago or 
seven or eight, I don't know which, somewhere in there, because I was on Team Solomon Crest Butte for six years. Yeah. And during that time, we went to Ecuador and raced the Juarez Cinchi against those guys. Okay. And so I met him there. And then the following year, or two years later, they asked if I could go to the World Championships in Brazil, the one that was in um, Jericho Quara. Mm-hmm. And I, we weren't going as a team. Cause we, and so they, my guy said, oh, yeah, you can go. So I went and raced with them there. Okay. And then a couple of years later, I went to the World Championships in Portugal with them also. Okay. So I raced with them twice. And so I know them, and we keep up. And, like, yeah. you know, and this year, last year I raced with Adidas. Mm-hmm. And those guys had said, we're not sure we're going to go to World Championships because it, um, it's at high elevation. And we don't know if we're going to go because they're all from sea level, and yeah. they're not any good at elevation. Yeah. And so they're like, if you, you want to race with someone else, that's great. And then these guys said something about needing a girl, and I was like, well, I'm the best girl for you, really, because <laughs> I come from elevation also, you know, yeah. so we have that sync in common. Yeah. So um, it, so you navigated for them. Yes, uh, and one of the sections, goes ahead, like, we co-navigated. Like, yeah. We, we, yeah, shared it, so. So, but, and quite honestly, I don't think you're, like, officially the team captain, but you kind of seem like the team captain. Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely say that Santi is technically the team captain. And yeah. so if something had happened that he needed to deal with, like, you know, um, rules or something like that, he would have dealt with yeah. it. But as far as like, you no, know, this is what we're going to do. This is how much we're going to sleep. Like we, I would be like, I think this is what we need to do. And the guys would say, yeah, that's, that's great. And we yeah. would do it, you know, but I wasn't like, no, we're not going to sleep or, you know, like yeah. it wasn't like a dictatorship by any means. But so it, when you first raced with them, was there, this is, this is my white guy perception. Was there a little, uh, well, you're the, you're a woman. We, we, we know better. No, or like what? you mean like a couple of years ago yeah. when I raced? No, because we had handedly beat them at the Horror Sinchi. And they knew that I was really strong. Okay. And honestly, like, because I've always navigated for them. I mean, because I navigated for our team, too. Yeah. Um, like, they were more... No. Okay. Not at all. Well, you They're know, not... it's it's the it's... Um, stereotype. Yeah. You know? So it's like it... But then what about adventure racing is stereotypical? Nothing, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I have to say that there's other guys in that country who, like, even at the the bound bike rates or other places and other times treated me like that. But those guys never have. And I think it's because they're around amazingly strong women. And, and so they don't have that perception. Yeah. So, um, as, as I don't know if you listen to the podcast a lot, but it, it should be subtitled the ADD podcast, but because we go everywhere. So how did you get started adventure racing? Cause we'll be back to world championships later. Yeah. <laughs> No problem. So I honestly lipped off to the wrong guy once. I was, like, seriously, like, I was doing a 24-hour mountain bike race, and I went to a friend's house to borrow some gear, and this other guy was there at the house, and I didn't know him, never, you know, did, like, he, he was just there. like I, And he was talking, so my friend Thane is the one I knew, and John was the guy that was there that I didn't know. And while I was there, John said to Thane... I think we're going to ask this girl so-and-so to be on our adventure race team because our girl just quit. And I just looked at him and I was like, what, am I not good enough for you? 
I was like, I'm better than she is. Like, you should ask me. I should be on the team, and I'm going to kill it. And he was like, you want to do it? And I was like, yeah. I was like, I can paddle, and I'm a professional ex-terror triathlete. So they looked me up online, I guess. I mean, they told me that later. And they were like, oh, yeah, she'll do. So then they asked me. And less than three weeks later, I was in Primal Quest Tahoe doing my first ever adventure race. Wow. Okay, that, yeah. that might be the record. <laughs> yeah. I think Avril Copeland was about six months when she did her first Primal Quest. So yeah, I think he got and her beat. Yeah, and I just remember, like, I mean, I hadn't – when I said I would do an adventure race, in my mind, I was thinking it was going to be something that was 24 hours long. I really did not comprehend that it was going to be, I think at the time it was like a little less than 500 miles yeah. and it was going to be six days, like no sleep. Like I really had no idea what I was getting myself into. And I think that that was a, for me, a brilliant way to introduce because after that, everything's going to be easier or at least the same, you know? Yeah. And once you're inside that situation, I was like, well, I can't quit now. Like, yeah. Because these three guys are counting on me to cross the finish line, so. So that's pretty cool. So, um, what do you think about Primal Quest going back to Tahoe this year? I don't know. I have not very good feelings about Primal Quest, no. to be honest with you. The last time it happened in South Dakota, it was not run very well at all. Yeah. And um, and I think it's someone else has taken over it. Yeah. Taking it over, and that that could be good. I'm not sure. And Tahoe was amazing, though, like, because yeah. you had, like, amazing, the rope sections were amazing, like, mountain biking, the trails, like, and they have orienteering, so the race itself, I felt, was, like, all-encompassing and really great, mm -hmm. but they, I don't know, like, the course, like, it's just too up in the air, like, I don't think I'll do it, mostly because it falls in a really bad season for me, Yeah, like, I have other stuff going on, but it'll be interesting to see how it pans out for sure yeah i mean i'm involved with it i'm actually doing the video for it but and oh it, cool and there is a lot of things that let's just say behind the scenes that i think will make a difference um oh cool and then maria has some really good ideas the best thing is being someplace where it's been she is being able to involve all the communities oh that's awesome because you know normally you can't involve anybody because it's a secret so yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, and here's the bad thing, like in the two months before you've got Cowboy Tough, which is a, you know, ARWS race now, Alaska, yep. um, you know, yep. it is kind of a, a bad time, but I think it's, I think it's appealing to a different group actually. So. Um, Do you know if there's going to be money, is prize money? I have, I don't know if they know yet. So. Cause yeah. that could change things too. Like. If there's no prize money, it's going to be pretty local, I think, U.S. Yeah. teams. And maybe a few outsider teams. Yeah. But if there's money, then that will affect who comes and does it. And, yeah. Because it's enough time before Worlds that you could do both those races and not be affected. Yeah. Yeah, there's that. So, yeah, it's um, – I'm pretty excited. I mean, I – you know, Primal Quest, Black Hills, Badlands was my first sort of entry into the race, you know, just from yeah. being here and doing it. And, and looking back on it now, you can kind of see that it was on life support, sort of. Um, it, it was just on a downward spiral. You could just, there was just sort of that vibe. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. But I have heard people say that it was their favorite Primal Quest, so. Oh, yeah. Like, the course itself and, yeah. like, where they took us and what we did was yeah. phenomenal. 
But like at one point they accused us of cheating. They were like, stop turning off your spot device. And I was like, we haven't touched our spot device. Like I'm like the ant, like, like I won't let anyone get away with anything on my team. Like, oh no, it says we're going to take like a tent or we're taking polls. Like if it says, you know, like I'm pretty strict about that. I just don't think there needs to be cheating. And so then they made us sit in a transition for four hours while this guy came out and checked it out. And then he was like, oh my bad. I didn't set it right. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, you're not going to give us that time back, you know, like, and they didn't, of course. Yeah. But I, I just, there was some stuff about that that I was like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't good. Yeah. You know, it's, um, I mean, what's adventure racing without a little controversy, right? <laughs> I, know, I know, right. I, it would be amazing if there was a race that just like start to finish went smooth. Yeah. Although I think last year, Costa Rica, I didn't really hear of any like, controversy but i could not remembering maybe no, there was actually, you know that's true if i if you think about it but but I, almost it's the nature of the game because man how many decisions does not only a team but a race director have to make in a 500 yeah. kilometer course so yeah right and there it's just too long and too spread out and too crazy to yeah not have that happen. yeah and you know just everybody looks at something just a little bit different so yeah it's 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 kind of cool um all right so now we can go back how um how frustrating was it to be 1100 meters from the transition area dude (laughs) sorry i i mean it's kind of funny but it's not (laughs) okay so people like i'll say something like in an interview or when i do clinics and i'll be like oh i just wanted to cry or something but i have only cried once in any adventure race in the last 10 years of my life and it was in Scotland at the World Championships when we were in like sixth place or right around sixth or seventh place and day five and we missed a cutoff by like 15 minutes. Yeah. And I was like totally devastated, you know, like I, that can't happen. We were in sixth place. Like we're not even that far off the first teams. And I definitely cried then and that was the only time until this race. Yeah. And we're on the river and Santi and Martine, like the way we had to do our boats was that Martine and Gonza are the best, like, steers in the back of the boat guys. And so I was with Gonza, and Martine was with Santi, and they couldn't keep up with us. Like, we would, yeah, we would, like, be paddling, and we'd turn around, and they would be, like, over 100 yards behind us Mm -hmm. or meters behind us. So we would stop and wait, and Gonza and I were freaking out because I was like, you guys, we have two hours left on this river, and we have two, like, it'll take us two hours. Like, you need to hustle, yeah. and they they, they didn't. And I was just like, I'm, like, overly, like, crazy at this point. So, of course, we get there, and it's, like, dark. And then there's, like, this, like, I was like, okay, there's one more set of rapids, and then we're th- done, but it's 6.30, because Gonza's watch said, like, 6.29, yeah. and I was like, fuck, and he just qualified over this, like, this is not going to happen on this day in the race. And so we get to the the side and now it's like dark because it gets dark at 630. And Martine was like, no, no, my watch is two minutes faster than the race time. And it says only 628. And I was like, so you're saying that we should get in and paddle three more minutes in rapids. Like this is, we still wouldn't have made it, you know? So we pull off. And of course, because we didn't think we were going to get stuck there. No dinner, no breakfast. <laughs> and, yeah, that, like, even, like, those kind of things, like, it was totally avoidable, you know? Yeah. So we get off, and I'm like, okay, I'm starting to get cold. Where's my clothes? 
And of course, they, none of that stuff had gotten in a dry bag or something. It was in a backpack. And he pulls it out, and it's drip like water's <laughs> cascading out of my like jacket and pants. And I was just like, I can't deal with this shit. And like, like, oh, and I just said, you're building me a fire. You're drawing out my stuff. Like, I was pretty upset. And I definitely had a couple of tears. Just like, yeah. like, I don't get breakfast or dinner because you two can't paddle fast enough. Yeah. Like, and was, yeah. So then anyway, we got, you know, an hour later, we split up our food. We like had something to eat because we had a little bit. Yeah. We got in the tent to sleep, you know, and. Santi being the good team captain that he really was at that point, he was just like, okay, you guys, we're going to go to sleep right now. And in the morning, like, we're going to be back as a team. Because he knew, they ever, like, Martin and Santi knew I was, like, mad at them. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, we're going to be a team. Like, we are a team, and this is how this happened as a team, and we're going to take it on as a team. And I was like, it's true. Like, Like, that was the best team captain that he could have been you know yeah so it's yeah, like yeah it's like okay this has happened we're all allowed to be pissed all night but in the morning yep. we're good yeah and honestly like i have never slept so much in any adventure <laughs> in my entire life yeah. it was amazing i mean we got full it was 11 hour dark zone we woke up at 4 30 we had eight hours of sleep that night i was just like okay like i feel pretty fresh you know like this isn't yeah. Like, I mean, now we're in fourth place and we're going to get fourth. There's no chance of us catching any of those teams. But, like, w and then at that point, and then, you know, we started biking in the morning or whatever, and I was like, we will not lose fourth. Like, I don't care what we have to do at this point, like, how much we have to suffer in the last day and a half. Yeah. But this is not the option, you know. And it was great. Like, we totally came together as a team, and we, like, like we felt great. So we literally, like, we biked really hard, and then – that trekking section, I mean, we, like, jogged. As m anything that wasn't, like, mud, we mm -hmm. jogged, which is only maybe, like, four, three or four hours, but yeah. still, like, yeah. felt good. Yeah. So, I mean, does that sort of, uh, then getting third place, does that sort of make it even a little better? Yes. Yes. So. Yes, of course. Because <laughs> I felt like if we hadn't got stuck there, it would have at least been more of a battle between, I mean, if the Frenchies hadn't imploded. Yeah. Like, it would have been a battle between the three of us teams, you know, like the Columbia, French, and us. Yeah. And and so then to get, when we, at the very end of that trek, I don't think they realized how, because we only passed them like 500 meters from the finish of that trek. Wow. I don't think they knew how close they were to the transition. But, like, I definitely was like, okay, we have a shot at this, you know. Like, like this is, it could have been worse, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, um Wow, those guys had a history of getting past at the last minute, didn't they? Yes. <laughs> so, oh. um, I want to talk about that just a little bit. Do you think it was strictly because they, in my viewing of it, they never got over getting the penalty? Well, I don't know. Uh, this is like, I mean, I definitely think that at some point they were really mad about that. Yeah. And it, they were mad about getting the penalty, but then at some point they were like more mad that the penalty was served at that checkpoint and no one had told them oh. like they had turned all their boxes in and they were like heading out. And someone was like, you guys have to stay here for four more hours. Oh. Like, like that kind of thing seems like really rude or something was yeah. wrong there. And that sucks. Cause you, you want as even me, I felt like that was bad on the race director's yeah. part or whatever, especially when they were like penalties were supposed to be served at the last transition. Yeah. 
Okay. See, you know, so, yeah, that's something I don't know if anybody is it knows or you know hasn't yeah. been really put out. That okay. It, that's a reason to be yeah. mad. Yeah. So. Right. I agree because the penalty itself, because I we talked to Santi, was not meant that when we were on the road we couldn't cross that river on the bridge. Yeah. He didn't want us in the river crossing through the water to make way up the trail instead of being on the trail because the water is dangerous, yeah. you know, but the way it was written, that's, that's how it was written, you know? Yeah. And like, I, I actually would have been more mad if we had been like the only team to have gotten the penalty. Like yeah. if everyone else had figured out that they, you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. But the fact that 48 or 47 of the teams got the penalty, yeah. it says that like, whatever, it's kind of, I mean, it, that it was fine. Yeah. But and I just feel like, okay, this is what they're telling us. Like, they're saying we're going to serve that penalty here. I don't need to argue. I don't need to, like, yeah. like just accept it. And, well, we slept for three and a half hours or three hours or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, you know. Yeah. Now we're good to go. We can go I know, again. right? Exactly. Yeah. Once again, more sleep. So, yeah. and, yeah, everyone was in the same, most people were in the same boat, you yeah. know, so. My question about it is it wasn't much of a penalty. It's like you should have done your transition, turned in your boxes, and then had to go sit for four hours yeah you know so yeah that would have been a penalty yeah i agree like the the in promo quest the the only penalty we ever got was the first race because i didn't know what was going on (laughs) but like we um they were like here's your penalty box here's all your boxes you can get anything you want but once you're inside the penalty box area you can't leave Mm -hmm. except to go to the bathroom or whatever you can sleep but you have to bring food in with you or you know whatever and that seemed legit like Like, you don't have to sit there and not be able to eat or anything, but you have to have all that sorted before you get in there. And so, yeah, makes yeah. sense. You know, and, yeah. you know, I think the sport is, especially the World Series, is growing a little bit more. Maybe this will will become a, maybe they'll have a standardized penalty from now on. Say, okay, you yeah. you can, you get this or don't do that. It's, it's yeah. like the, it's like the uh, yellow bricks this time. They finally figured out why everybody lost tracking in the last paddle, is because you throw your your bags in the bottom of the boat. Yeah, and like anyhow, which way you want, you just they just yeah. dump that stuff in there. Yeah. yeah. So we were talking about it. And I told Craig said, just make it a rule that the tracker has to be visible at all times. Yeah. Problem yeah. solved. But even then, it's like, like, um, that's like, as a racer, that's the last thing on your mind. Yeah. Like, you get to the boat and it's the last mm-hmm. section, any whatever last couple of sections. Yeah. You're tired and all like all I'm thinking about is the course. Like mm-hmm. I'm like thinking mangroves, you know, islands, checkpoints. Like I cannot keep that straight. So someone should be at the transition saying, Okay, when you load their boats, make sure that tracker's up. Yeah. Just to remind us. Like that way at least it's not like because you're just not thinking about it. Like oh, that's yeah. not on like you're just too tired to have that comprehension. Yeah. You know? Well, that's like what Seagate leaving theirs tracker. It's like yes. how how could you leave your tracker? You know what? I know. It's when you're out there, it's easy to see how. It really is, and and that that was kind of weird because it was the beginning of the race, yeah. but still, it's like hectic and chaos, and you're like trying to move fast, and uh, yeah. things shit happens. That's true. So, um, did you have a favorite part of this course? Whitewater. You like? Did you make it? No, we flipped once, <laughs> and but it wasn't even in the biggest rapid, oh, yeah. and it was really because I got pulled out of the boat. Like the water hit me, and then I got out. I mean, yeah. I got swept over, and um. But we were back in our boat within like a minute. I mean, not even like, yeah. 
like he was fine. But the other guys, they fell. I mean, they tipped like two or three times, and it was they were more junk show about it, which was frustrating. But it was full on, like, like once again, it was like, oh my gosh, this is actually fun. Like <laughs> I was like, Gonza, like yeah. it, you know, like I I love that kind of stuff. You know, when mm. when they won't let us go paddle rivers like that because they're like oh well the top teams can handle it but the you know 40th yeah. team can't well you saw that like everyone was tipping anyway yeah. you know and no one got it didn't seem like anyone got hurt like i think some boats got broke or something but i mean yeah. i don't i didn't hear of any it, it, you know no one was like maimed or anything no. and so i just like that stuff should be in races like i don't know like that's part of the adventure right like yeah. not just be on like flat water and like oh keep you safe yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I agree with you. Other, you know, I've heard people complain about rafting sections with guides. Yeah, but you know, I think and that to me makes a little bit more sense because, like in Costa Rica, class four, and I don't know if there was five in there or not, but yeah. it's like full on. And if I'm gonna go do that with my friends, we're gonna scout. Yeah, and so then you you are safe. You know, you do your thing. You're like, okay, this is how we go. And so for me, having a guide in a boat when it's like crazy water is good. Yeah. But class three, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I liked uh, Untamed this year. They had a guide for the first half of the rapids, and the guide jumped out, and they made him paddle the last yeah. half. But there was nothing. You know, it was like yeah. You, you know, stay to the right, stay to the left, stay to the right. You're good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, I I I think that's part of the adventure. I really do. I think that like that that that's like okay you're gonna sign up there's gonna be white water and be prepared like and not like like i said boats these boats were good i mean even the ducky would have been fine on that yeah. that section you know but yeah so i don't know yeah i also really liked the section and some of that's because i the guys were telling me like the history of it we did the i think it was the third trek where it was like straight up and straight down and we were in that like tunnel mm -hmm. trail yeah. you were in there right no that's one of the oh. areas i didn't get to but oh. And, okay, and so, not, you know, it's like after the race, you're like, oh, God, man, I wish I'd have been there. But <laughs> Yeah, right? Like, yeah. you can't be everywhere. Yeah. But we did it, and it was wicked cool because you're in this huge trench, and it's super cool. Yeah. And then the guys were like, oh, yeah, so this trail is 500 years old, and it's when Ecuador was prohibition. And so they would smuggle alcohol in from Colombia, and this is where the trail they did, and this is all the erosion from going down this ridge line for five you know, started 500 years ago. Wow. And that stuff to me is like, that's really cool. Like, yeah, I'm a part of history at that point, you know, like, I was like, I walked that trail, you know, and like, not only was it cool, it was like cooler, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, I've had this discussion with other people, but that's part of the great thing about going adventure racing is, I mean, would you have ever gone to that trail yeah. without a race? No, no. Because it's not like on the tourist thing mm -hmm. or like if you went to Ecuador, you you go do like Cotopaxi and you like go maybe like hike a little bit through the Amazon or the, you know, whatever. And you yeah. go to the coast. But yeah, you're not ever part of. Yeah, no, it's, it was amazing. Yeah. that And that's. um Yeah. A lot of people, that's the reason they go is because you'll see something that you'll never, never yes. see any other way. Yes. But, and like experience like locals, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. like. Yeah. Feel like the country. Yeah. Yeah. One of the one of our guides, media guides, had a T-shirt that I love. It says uh, uh, something like, "Dear foreigner, just remember, 
or dear tourists, just remember you're the most foreign thing here. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. awesome actually. Yeah. So, um, this is, this is my stock question, but I have to ask it or people say something. What's your best and worst six hours racing ever? Um, well, I have to say that in Scotland at the world championships, however, you know, whatever, how many years ago, I wasn't prepared for the fact that it was going to be so cold, mm -hmm. you know, and like it literally at some point in that race, we got to a transition. They took my temperature and I was like, I don't know, a good eight degrees. Like they were like, you have to stay here. Like we're not going to let you out because wow. you are so hypothermic. And my guys were like, no, 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 it's fine. She'll run. She'll get warmer. And I was miserable. Mm -hmm. And we started running and it, of course it, it was okay. Yeah. But I mean, being so cold and it rained and it was just, I just was miserable. Like that to me was the worst. Yeah. And it was like six hours in there that I was like, I'm, I might die. Like I can no longer function. I can't like my fingers, you know, like you, you're like, Ben, take your sunglasses <laughs> off, you know, like you feel like you might have lost a few brain cells maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, best six hours, huh? Usually that has to do with like ropes. So maybe like mm -hmm. Moab when we were at the Castletons and we like ascended the castle and then we propelled it and then ascended the rectory and zip lined to the priest and repelled off that. Like that stuff to me is like, I mean, it's so cool to do something like that. That I mean, you could go out and climb that, but you're mm -hmm. never ever going to, they're never going to set up a zip line yeah. to the priest again or whatever, you know, that kind of stuff to me is. Is. That's, yeah. Oh, yeah. Six hours, huh? Yeah. There was a time in Ecuador, the only other time in any race that that we stopped. That was we were in Ecuador seven years ago, whatever it was, and we were pushing our bikes up this crazy steep trail. We get to almost the top, and the sun is just rising, and the view of Cotopaxi. I mean, it was right there. It was so yeah. beautiful. And the guys were like, let's just sit and eat and enjoy this moment for like five minutes. That's it. And we're going to get back up. And we did. And that moment definitely stands out because it's the only time in any race that we've sat someplace mm -hmm. and enjoyed the view even for five minutes. Like, because you can enjoy the view and still be pushing your bike, you yeah. know. But it was like that. I don't know. It was just perfect. So, yeah, it was like five minutes. But, that's was you know, and I. I've heard that from a couple other people have done that. It, it, it's nice to know that, you know, even at the, at the front, you can stop one. Okay. Once every 10 years, you stop for five minutes, but yeah. 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 Right. So, and yeah. Yeah. So, um, and here's something that I've kind of found interesting. So you started in, Oh, let's see. Tahoe was Oh three. Yeah. Is there a race before that? Or maybe since that you didn't do, that you'd like to do or or a team that you would have liked to race with well the race that i definitely regret never doing is the swedish adventure race that michael used to put on mm -hmm. like they were just legendary for being amazing yeah. and i definitely regret never going he did it a couple of, a couple of years and so but we never went i never went yeah. so that's definitely a regret that i don't think he'll ever do that again so yeah maybe someone else will put one on yeah um, actually we were talking about that after the race and he said yeah after they did worlds he said it's only going to go downhill yeah and he said that's that's stop so yeah. yeah that's cool so what was your you know you were an ex-terror triathlete 
What was yeah. your What was your original background? I was a swimmer. Okay. I was on scholarship in at a university for Division Two for swimming. So. And um, so I swam, and then I kind of got talked on the to run cross country for the same school. I mean, mm -hmm. so I overlapped sports two of the years I was there. Yeah. So I ran cross country and for two of those years too. But I wasn't like great. I mean, I was like the there was a team, there might have been seven or eight girls on the team, and I was like the fifth okay. girl. I mean, like I would pull in the fifth place points or, you know, like I was not the lead <laughs> cross-country runner, yeah. um, but I enjoyed it, you know. And then I got done with that and promptly moved to Colorado, and I started snowboarding like 120 days a year. <laughs> so. And then that's it. Like you live in a place like in the mountains in Colorado, and eventually you're going to end up doing, you're going to mountain bike. and. Yeah trail run and stuff because everyone else does it and it's you really enjoy i mean that's why you live there to yeah. be outside. so you just transitioned into yep into the, the triathlon in 24 hours and, yep. and then, then on with that so yeah then lift off lift off to the wrong boy and then <laughs> it's all downhill from there yeah that's 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 true um let's see i had something in my head well, there's a truck full of sheetrock outside, but it's oh, not perfect. coming here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> really? There, you need some sheetrock up there. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually at work. This is oh. this is the garage that's uh, at the end of the list. So we're okay. This. Some people know I've been working here. This is my friend's house. Let's see, where are we at? About uh, a year, over a year and a half. <laughs> Wow. But we took the house and we gutted it, literally gutted it down to the outside walls and went up and out and lofts and Okay. So you basically of... you started, I mean, you almost started from scratch, but it's harder when you have like some existing stuff because then you have to like yeah. work around. Well, it took six months just to tear it down. Yeah. <laughs> so. Man. Yeah. So, it's hey, going to be cool though when it's all done. Yeah. That it, kind of stuff is really gratifying. Yeah, it really is a nice, he's, he's enjoying it. So um, yeah. what's... Uh, What's coming up next for you? What do you got? What are you thinking about? So, um, the U.S. Ski Mountaineering team. So I start the first race is this weekend, but it's not even been three weeks since. <laughs> so I'm going to volunteer, and then I there's a couple of the races I'll do January, but World Championships are in Verbier in Switzerland in February, I think. So I'll go to that. I'll be on the U.S. team and go represent and ski mow my heart and ski mountaineer my heart out. So. And then um, I'm going to do Cordline Ironman next June to qualify for Kona because I'm going to go do Kona and Xterra World Championships two weeks apart. Like that's okay, the, do the do the, the double the double, double one. So yep, and then hopefully like do some adventure racing in there. Like I'll get that settled up. But usually like stuff like that sponsorship and yeah. get settled like early in the year, like January February, and so I won't have that dialed in. But yeah. I'll still mountain bike race next summer and yeah. So yeah. do you have a, uh, there's no, is there no more crest team crested butte? Or are you just, you just kind of a super sub now? Well, there's team crested butte. It's team go crested butte, okay. but we're only ski mountaineering team. Okay. So it's the same guys. Okay. Well, not Eric Sullivan. He's in Aspen right now, yeah. but it's just been wick and John Brown and I have been teammates now for 10 years or whatever. Um, and Brian Smith, this other guy, Brian Smith's on the team. But they don't do any adventure races okay. anymore. It's just skiing. Yeah. And I have, yeah, I just get to pimp myself out. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, let's face it. That's 
the one uh, sporting advantage that that women have in the world is an adventure racing. You're it is, yeah, and okay. um, I I would like to think, which may or may not be true. Like this is one of those questions that you should ask teammates. But I think I have a pretty good reputation, you know, mm-hmm. like of being just you know solid. Yeah. And so that doesn't hurt. Like I don't usually cry, even <laughs> though I had a few tears this time around. Well, you know what? If you don't, I don't care if you're a man or a woman. It's an it's an emotional. It's ten days, and there's a lot of emotion going on. I know. And, and what's so funny is that during the time, like when we were paddling, and we'd pass the Frenchies, and you know, we're like, okay, we we. And when we passed them, we didn't know how close they were behind us anymore. Mm-hmm. Like we got to the transition, we were like, we need to get out of here because if they, because one, three of the guys were awake, and it was only one of their, um, Jackie was asleep. Yeah. So we were like they might just wake him up and be, be right on our tail. Yeah. So we um, got to the boats and got on the water, and we were like, okay, we got to the checkpoint. Can we see him? Like, can you see anyone? We're like, no. So we didn't really know, but we were getting close to the finish line, the mangroves, and we were like. I think we're going to get do this and you kind of get like emotional mm-hmm. but it's not you're so exhausted at the point you can't cry anymore. Yeah. yeah. Like like I don't know how how come like I don't know what that I don't know why that is but you cross the finish line and you think like oh I'm just going to like burst into tears. I'm so happy. But you get there and you're happy but you just you're just yeah. wore out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's probably it. Um, I know what I wanted to ask you about, and we talked about this a little bit at that transition, but um, the uh, your fan club through the whole race of locals. Because <laughs> <laughs> I sort of got annoyed a little bit at the uh, Ecuador, Ecuador all day long. <laughs> yes, right. Mm-hmm. And I think that, well, first of all, I mean, I think – Ecuador is a small country mm-hmm. and this was a big deal for them. Like this is probably the first any kind of world championships that have been held in Ecuador. Yeah. So I think that that if it had been like soccer, I mean, can you imagine how crazy it would have oh, been? Yeah. I mean, like it, it's stuff like that. It seems like it was, I actually think that it's really cool, but definitely getting into a transition and having like, Tons of people there that were like just chanting Ecuador, and then they wanted to talk and they wanted pictures. Like, it, I was definitely over it halfway through the race. Yeah. Like I was okay. Now they just need to give us some space. Like we're too tired, but they don't understand that. And then that's not even good for the sport. Like you can't be that bad. Like, no, we're not taking pictures. Like you have to do it because it's good yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah. And so we did, and you know it worked out. But yeah, it's like the good with the bad. It's really good for the team, really good for the sport in Ecuador, really good for all sports in Ecuador because people knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. Little villages came out and they heard the hubbub that this Ecuador team at the World Championships was doing really well. Like yeah. Those guys have done more interviews and more press before and after that race than I could have. I mean, it was insane how many times they were like, okay, we have to go for an interview. Okay, we have to go to this press conference. And I was just like, oh my gosh. But at the same time, that's really good for them. Like that never happens in the U.S. because yeah. it's so spread out and so big that like you just never get someplace and have someone chanting in USA. Yeah, and everywhere. That's what amazed yes. me. It, and yes, at every transition. And I mean, there was places along the course that 
like at little villages that they weren't like that. But people would definitely be cheering us on, like, good job, go, go. But I don't know if they knew that we were an Ecuador team or what was exactly happening. They were just cheering for everyone. I don't know. But I actually can say that one of the good things about that is that I don't speak fluent Spanish. And so I actually was bothered the least. Um, (laughs) It was a little annoying, but no one was like like in my face all the time about it because they knew I couldn't understand them or they couldn't understand me anyway. So. So, and did you get, this was always my favorite part. I'd be talking to somebody and they'd talk Spanish to me and I'm like, dude, do I look like I know a word of what you're saying? And yeah. you're actually probably even whiter looking than I am. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Right. It's like, come on. Okay. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll just have a good laugh about this. So. Yeah, yeah. And I, there's a couple of good things about racing, like with the Swedes, especially they would talk in Swedish mm-hmm. and, and, um, and like after an hour, I'd be like, okay, what are you guys talking about? And they'd be like, oh, we're talking about the weight difference of this wheel set versus this wheel set. And I would just be like, I'm so grateful you're not speaking English right now because I would be so annoyed. <laughs> like, I could care less. Like, I just want – like, the, but those the guys like this, they can talk for hours about gear. And yeah. Span, the Ecuador guys, the same thing. They'd be like, oh, no, we're talking about the difference between this – bike or frame or this shock or this and i'd be like oh my gosh so, for hours like yeah and but i can just tune it out like i don't have to listen yeah <laughs> that's that's the guy thing i mean it is and it's amazing like because yeah. i care about stuff you know like i care about which tent we use because i don't want to carry an extra half a pound or i don't want one of the guys actually yeah. not to carry an extra half a pound but like i am um, yeah it comes a point where i'm yeah i don't, I don't know what i we i talk about like how's life like How's your wife? How your kids? You know, like I'm more of that kind of. Yeah. The, I want to, um, let's go back to the stereotype. You're the more uh, nurturing type. <laughs> yeah. Except for the fact that I'm not nurturing. Like, yeah. It's but. very funny because Martin got sick when we did that tr- third trek. Mm-hmm. He got halfway up and he had, threw up a couple of times. And not that I don't care, but I'm not like, oh, do you need to sit down? Do we need to rest? I'm like, here's a cracker. Eat it. Here, here's something to drink. Here, like I have some, you know, electrolyte mix. Here it is. Okay, here's something else to eat. Like, I'm like nurturing in that way. Like, okay, we need to keep moving, but we're not. There's no like, no. <laughs> do you need some? What do you need? I'm like, eat it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And keep moving. So. Yeah, yeah. But when it comes time to talk, that's when I'm like, tell me about your girlfriend, or like, what's the best thing you've done with her, or funnest thing, or you know, like, I don't know if that's nurturing, but. It's more like personal, like yeah. what I want to talk about. Yeah. Well, you know, guys, we don't want to talk about yeah. feelings. No, no. <laughs> Let's talk about Heaven. wheels. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it was, you know. I did re- you have a good time? I did. And um, just watching you guys was kind of the icing on the cake. Um, you know, and it, after time, you get, you know, you sort of know everybody. I mean, yeah. my favorite moment of the whole race was I took a boat. My guide rented me a boat, went up the river on the last paddle to find Seagate, and come uh-huh. around the corner, and Nathan's like, hey, Randy, how's it going? I was like, dude, come on, you know, it's, we're in the middle of nowhere. You could be a little bit surprised. Yeah, yeah, like that you didn't expect it yeah. or that, yeah, like, oh, who are you? Or, yeah. yeah. But um, you guys, well, and I don't want to say you guys, you were – probably the funnest person to talk to or be around at huh. at the transitions i mean you always you know had had some good stuff to say i think you know put a lot of stuff out with 
you specifically. Um, and I don't know if it was because everybody else in the team was talking to, to other people or whatever, but um, yeah, it was kind of the uh, icing on the cake of being at the front of the race. Oh, that's awesome. So, you know, we miss stuff is the media yeah. there, you know, yeah, I I posted. I laid out the maps like two nights ago, and it's like, oh god, this yeah. race makes way more sense now. And, and that's so funny because I saw that you posted that, and I was like, oh yeah, for sure. If you didn't have that in your head, what was going on, yeah. and like getting around places, it, you would just be clueless and frustrated the whole time. But yeah. I mean, because I only have to keep track of one route. Yeah, you have to keep track of like getting from this route. Yeah how to get to here and then it's like different you know yeah well and the and the guides that and i gotta say the race did a super job with us for the media i mean we had oh, we awesome. had two of us in a car with a guide i mean that's perfect you know that's a little bit like i always wanted to see seagate i wanted to go back and get a little trekking but you know that's that's yeah. what it is but dude and that's what i said because we did that whole trekking and i was like there better be some like what a photographer should have done is like gone from the Last transition where the you started paddling and gone up that hill and gone into the jungle a little bit because yeah. it was so epic. Yeah. It was seven hours of walking in like either between ankle and knee deep mud, yeah. and there was a couple of pictures now that have come out that are really good. But that like those so those are the places that you're like oh it's so much more interesting or like dynamic than mm -hmm. just walking on a dirt road. Yeah, you know? yeah, and you but, get a lot of that. You get a lot of yeah. stuff. A kilometer either side of a transition yep. area but and that's i mean it's because it's too big yeah like you would need like one or you'd need like two media people for like all the top 10 teams mm -hmm. because you'd need one person to be able to like lead the transition and then one to start the next transition to come this way yeah. and or we're you know yeah well and the other thing is if what we have to do now is be is get the get it out yeah so oh yeah yeah yeah, that's that's what most of our time is. If you could just like go shoot everything, take all the pictures, video, and then after the race, do it. You could do a yeah. lot more. But but they, did you see how many people like even all my friends were just like, thanks for putting this on the web because it's like halfway through the race and they're dying for information mm -hmm. or pictures or something. And the yeah. fact that you can do that is like it is for all all the fans, like people I know that are following it. Yeah, it's priceless. Yeah, like you you. Ha it, this day and age that's like what's keeping the sport alive because yeah. people for five days can stalk us yeah. and get information and pictures and stuff updates along the way you know like oh yari's doing great or like yeah. someone on the team has a stomach bug you know like things like that really matter yeah and that's you know at breathe magazine especially that's what we're finding out is just this quick little yeah. I, i've actually found out that people really like the dumb audio updates i do oh that's awesome yeah you know even if it's like well guess what we didn't see anybody today because we were driving all day. Yeah, yeah. Even that, they're like, because they can click and they can listen to it. Um, yeah, so. that's awesome. Um, yeah. There's um, there's actually a, a camera that I might get. We'll see. The thing is, it's not waterproof, but it's like a Nikon, and it you can literally, it has Wi-Fi in it, mm -hmm. but so you can upload pictures from there to Facebook. But you have to have a signal at some point, so you yeah. can't be in the middle of nowhere and do it. Yeah. But as a team, that would be... Because I took pictures along the whole race. Mm -hmm. Like, I had my camera with me, so, of yeah. course, I took more pictures than they wanted. But yeah. it was, like, that would be awesome to be, like, day three in a race, have a signal, and send, like, five pictures to Facebook, you know. Yeah. And, and quite honestly, that's one of the things we're doing at Primal Quest is each team is going to be getting two 
video cameras for each each time and they're going to be just be swapping them out and just literally just uploading the the video to each team will have a channel so that's awesome it's not going to be quite live but it's yeah yeah you know, another two or three years that technology is going to be here and affordable i mean yeah, it's here now it. but it being yeah. the affordable part so yeah. um yeah it's 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 evolving i think just like the sport um it's growing i see there's another world series race added today in Spain, Spain. Ooh. so interesting. Um, yeah, that's what I'm thinking, and I don't have anything scheduled that week yet. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so, we'll we'll see how that uh, all works out. But so cool. I this has been great. I mean, I thank you. It's our uh, continuation of our conversation, and I know, right? And Overdue. we'll and we'll continue this when the uh, when the film. I oh, get perfect. That, gets a little bit pushed out because you're definitely, I mean. I really appreciated everybody, all of you saying you'd do it. Yeah. Even though we all probably knew that it was going to be too much. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I always overplan at races. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. And it's never, you just don't have time. Well, and I honestly, like, because we had all of our stuff packed, like, before yeah. Friday. Yeah. But I didn't, like, there were some times where it was like, I'd be like, what are we doing? And they're like, oh, we're going to go to the gear check or something right. but it wouldn't happen for two hours i'm like ah that would have been nice to know because yeah. i could have gone and done it but yeah. whatever it's well, worked out and that was the only problem i had is the, the gear check being a 20 minute bus right away yeah. yes a 20 minute walk would have been fine but yeah so hey yeah it, it i still think they really did a great job with the race so we'll, we'll i complain. do i actually have to say that as far as i'm concerned the route mm -hmm. and the organization of the race was the best world championship i've ever been to yeah. and that says a lot because i mean i've definitely been to a few uh, yeah. and other big races i didn't think that there was anything in the race that was crazy stupid and i felt like it flowed really well and like i mean barring the one four-hour penalty like nothing i thought it was amazing yeah yeah it, it did it didn't seem like anything was just there to be there and you know, yes yeah it? right yeah. were you there someone asked me about the climbing and i was like no we had to take our harnesses on the oikachi trail hmm. and i was like it's actually one of the few times where i felt like oh this wasn't just like to say we had a rope section yeah. Yeah. like i was like legitly happy that i was clipped into something <laughs> and yeah. like what uh pete uh kyle peterson he said that he like punched through and there was other people that like fell through the bridge yeah because we crossed two of them and one was really sketchy and i was like that was cool like mm -hmm. cool you know yep. so do you one last question and then we'll be done okay yeah. i promise maybe that's right I think do you think adventure racing and I, I i don't know if this is the right word but will ever be um pussified <laughs> do you think it will always be like this race where you actually were were out there and needed that stuff and will they make it safer i think that that's oh. what like you know the tough mutters right tough mm -hmm. mutters where you run like 10k and there's like 20 obstacles you know whatever like honestly when the, i teach clinics here in colorado the people that come to do these race the adventure races are people that have done that and realize that it's not really that adventurous and that yeah. They want an actual adventure, mm -hmm. so I'm hoping, and I, I, I don't really foresee it changing like Good. that. Yeah. That it would be too easy. Yes, because if you want it to be easy, just go do a tough mutter. Yeah, you know. Yeah. 
which is not to say that it's not fun and doesn't have this place, but it's not an adventure race. Yep. You know, it's not yep. like it, truly, you know. It's what you go do with all your friends and then go have a beer yes, after. Yes, and drink. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And you're over and done with and it's like a Saturday and it's like, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. And you dress up maybe or whatever. Like, I think it's awesome. Yeah. But, but the people that, like I said, they come and they're like, oh, yeah, we did Tough Mudder. And then we realized we actually were on a real adventure. And fair enough. And so then that's what they're there for. So I hope... If it changes, then people aren't going to come for it, yeah. you know? Yeah, so good. I, To me, it feels like we're there's a little res, resurgence of adventure racing, so we'll hope it keeps, yeah. keeps going. And, you know, I never did a Primal Quest. I'm not quite old enough for that. I, I've seen a couple, you know, like on TV, but yeah. they um, – I mean, they used to only do like 300 miles and used to take them like seven or eight days because there was like crazy jungle, no trail, mm -hmm. like no maps, you know, like just – crazy yeah and i'm kind of glad it's not quite like that anymore yeah that and you know there's what? actually maps yeah. and i think that's yeah i was that's kind of what i was going at it seems like there's the correct balance between racing and adventure right now yes so. i i agree actually so. like it's just enough time where you're like yeah yeah although some races do a little better than that than others yeah well that's that's yeah. it's gonna and be that's the way life goes <laughs> yep exactly yep. so Okay, but I have a question for you. It's okay. totally off the subject. Okay. Um, you have all pictures from the race. Mm -hmm. Can I buy some from you and either post them on Facebook or just have them for You can take sponsors? whatever you want. I don't, okay. I figure I've been compensated already. So, <laughs> okay. um, And if you want, I'll send you a Flickr because they're all on Flickr and they're all yeah. full, full res. Okay. And they're downloadable. So. Okay, cool. Perfect. And if, if you need some without – because they're all um, – not watermarked, but have have my uh, name on. Name oh on. no, that's perfect. So. That'd be awesome because yeah, sending yeah. them with your name would yeah. be awesome. So yeah, just just take what you need. If, Thanks. If somebody if somebody uses one really cool, let me know. Okay, <laughs> uh, I will. Well, I sent one. No, that's not true. I sent someone else to a sponsor, and they might have used it, but it wasn't you. It was me jumping off that, like jumping where the ropes were, but okay. you weren't there. No, no. I, it's one of the places that I liked got back one more time, but didn't. So Yeah, but, but, but then, I think you were there with Technu, right? And yeah. so, yeah, that's good. I mean, you at least got to see it and check it out and got good pictures. And it's really all you need. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, one time. So. Yeah. Cool. I mean, it's, it looks cool, but you don't need like 30 pictures of 30 different people in crossing the river or whatever, you know. I got four, and I and out of all that, I used 30 seconds of Mary Chandler going across, and it looks good. So Yeah, cool. that's awesome. Yeah. So I don't think I have to tell you what I tell everybody else to go fast and take chances because I think you do that anyway. So yeah. this, is, this has been really fun. Thanks. I appreciate it. Me too, Island. I've enjoyed it. And most of them are. <laughs> fact, quite honestly, I don't think I've had a bad some about adventure racers. You guys like to talk and it's fun. So Yeah. And sometimes it's like like um definitely there's times where it's like the what should you say and what shouldn't you say kind of yeah. thing, you know, but Yeah, it's a podcast. Hey, it's not yeah. like anybody's listening, so what does it matter? <laughs> so. Awesome. Well let me know when I need if you have before the film or whatever else yeah. you need. I'm, I'm you know, it's, it's still a project. It's still, we'll still, something will happen. And, okay. You know, you're the, you're, uh, you're the super sub part of it. <laughs> so, Sweet. Thank Well, go have fun. You're going to go ski today? I am. I'm actually going to leave in like a couple of minutes. I'll pick up one of my girlfriends, go do a little backcountry, like first time on my skis. Cause 
yesterday I had to do laundry finally <laughs> like Wednesday I'd like kind of was still like a bum like I yeah. I got back Tuesday night so Wednesday was like pretty chill did some stuff but yesterday like got all my winter stuff out put all my adventure racing stuff away I mean like did the whole thing and now I'm gonna go ski cool well go have fun thanks thank you talk to you later thanks we'll see ya alright bye Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to my band, the Lady Boys. I am woman, hear me raw. The number's too big to ignore. And I know too much to go back and pretend. And I've heard it all before when I was down there on the floor. But I'm never going down there again oh yes i am wise but it's wisdom cause pain yes i paid the price but look how much i've gained if i have to i can do anything i am strong i am invincible Oh 